What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. And we are the WDW Couple. And uh, it has been quite a week so far for us. We have been very busy, and we are continuing to be busy (laughs) into the weekend. (laughs) Yes. uh, Surprisingly enough, we are able to record this one in the morning, which is kind of nice. I can actually drink some coffee and be somewhat (laughs) awake and uh, paying attention. Yeah, we... um we weren't sure if we were going to get this episode out this week, but we figured it out. Oh, Josh has got to get the French press going here. This will be a cup <laughs> cup number two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but we figured it out. We're getting the podcast out. We're pretty excited. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt that. Oh, son of a gun. Did you spill? I got like, there must have been hot water underneath there. Yeah, anyways, so it has been a pretty busy week for us. So Wednesday, we were at Moonlight Magic at Typhoon Lagoon, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. Um, Thursday night, we were at Halloween Horror Nights, That's uh, Uh which is something that I was looking forward to a lot. I Um, finally got to go. Yeah, and and that's kind of why I was looking forward to it. It's a little bit easier to shoot a video when I have somebody to shoot rather than just trying to do it all myself. Yeah. Um, And then tonight... Make sure you check out the video. Yeah, check out those videos. And then tonight, uh, which they're not going to be posted till next week, but yeah. tonight we are doing Howl O Scream at Bush Gardens, which mm-hmm. is very similar to Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty excited for that. But uh, I'm excited for the topic for tonight, for today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, on to the regular scripted podcast that this is, which is this week and every other week, all weeks. This podcast is brought to you by uh, Gold Gal Getaways. No matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, we have a travel agent who can help you plan your next vacation, whether it's here to Florida or any other destination around the world. You can submit a quote in the show notes, or you can head on over to goldgalgetaways.com. This is also brought to you by JTR Media, um, which I think we mentioned in a live stream that we just did our first official shoot. We um, did. Which was a lot of fun. It was very nerve wracking. It was pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> lots of, lots of, lots of nerves. I actually wasn't even shooting any video in this one. I was just kind of there for moral support and yeah. I was nervous. But Josh showed me a little sneak peek of the video and it looks so good. I'm so excited. I hope so. <laughs> so if you are interested in having your day captured, whether that's uh, around the parks or over at the beach, mm-hmm. or if you're just here for vacation, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like to think of us as like little uh, wedding filmmaker minions who are, uh, what was I saying whenever I was talking to some people via email? I'm not sure. That uh, we're very versatile as in, you know, we're not just in one place. We can kind of go wherever you yeah. need to go. So mm-hmm. uh, exciting. It's a it's a new, a new chapter that is... Uh, Pretty exciting. It's exciting and, <laughs> and I'm always very nervous about it, but... He does a really good job, though. It's been fun so far. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, there is a link in the show notes that you can mm-hmm. click on and uh, check out. Yeah. And then don't forget, we're going on our first group cruise on the Royal Caribbean Harmony of the Seas, January 26th, 2020. We will set sail from Point, 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 <laughs> Port Canaveral. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um and we would love for you to join us. Um, there is, There are still rooms available on the ship. So if you get them now versus closer to when we actually sail, the price will be cheaper. The closer to the cruise date, the more expensive it gets. So um, we have a 
um, oh my gosh. Wow, maybe I need some coffee. We have a uh, link in the show notes if you would like to join us. Josh is giving me looks over here like, what is going on? Just something else to add to that. We are also going to be trying to put together a little schedule. It's a mock schedule because we don't have... uh, It's going to be tough. What, What I'm trying to say is that we're trying to put together a list of activities that we are going to be doing with all of you. If you're interested in doing yeah. it, they're not required for you to participate. Um, but... Being that this is a group cruise and that you guys are kind of coming to hang out with us, um, we want to just kind of come up with a list of some things that we're going to try and do. None of that is set in stone. That's all subject to uh, approval by Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. depending on what it is, and um, depending on the schedule of what will be gone going on on the ship. So yeah. uh, a lot of stuff will be happening on sea days, Probably not so much on port days, but... Yeah, because people like to do excursions and things. Yeah, but uh, our point of contact from Royal Caribbean uh, has um, had some interest in in sitting down and having lunch with us to kind of talk about it. So hopefully uh, we can get something really cool. I'd love to be able to do something at a port of call, specifically San Juan. I I love San Juan. It's (gasps) a a Oh, I didn't realize we're going to San Juan. I'm pretty sure. Uh, somebody will correct me if he's wrong. <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I love but San Juan. I thought it was. I thought that was one of our ports. So that was one of my favorite places. Um, but I would like to add to that. Um, I know we talk about this in every episode, but this isn't just a place for you to be able to hang out with us and meet us. This is also a great opportunity to make friends with other people that are fans of travel and fans of Disney, and yeah. you know, just have like this little community that we have going on here of vacation and disney fans yeah so it's pretty exciting and uh, speaking of if you haven't joined our facebook group wdw couples you can do so and it's kind of just so that we can chat and you know interact a little bit more with you on a personal level in our facebook group but i'm in there pretty much all the time so i jump on occasion we have we have a great group in there so we'd love for you to join us yeah uh, next is I am doing the Dopey Challenge this year, and I'm running it for the Dragon Master Foundation. That is a uh, foundation that is set on trying to beat childhood brain cancer. And some really special news. I got approval for this, but I'm not going to officially announce what we are going to be doing. Um, but, well, I can say that we're going to be doing our raffle. Uh, and if that is something that you guys would be interested in, uh, just stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. We're going to try and get it launched by October 1st. I don't know if that's exactly going to happen the way that I want it to, but... Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, well, I mean, it'll be fun for me. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting (laughs) to see how it all turns out, but, um, there's basically, it's going to be a raffle. There's going to be a lot of different prizes. Um, and it's all going to be done online through a verified Mm -hmm. website or something like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say here, but, uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll be really cool. We're going to have, um, some Etsy shops. Hopefully that'll be participating and then like some pretty cool big giveaways, but, Mm -hmm. Um, and Josh needs to get back out and run because his foot was bothering him. Yeah. Yes. So that should be happening this weekend, I hope. Yeah. More than likely. Because I will be at work. But tonight, Hallow Scream 2019. That's where we probably are if you are listening to this podcast. This is this week's news, by the way. Yeah, it is. Kind of skipped over that. Yeah. This gloss week's top stories. Yeah. I kind of did gloss over that because I was pressing the enter key. Um, but Hallow Scream 2019 unearths long-buried icons of the past and new nightmares as Bush Garden Tampa Bay celebrates 20 years of fear with sinister surprises at every turn. 
Beginning tonight, brave souls can venture through horrifying houses, terrifying scare zones, and thrilling roller coaster rides in the dark for 22 select nights. Run for your life from September 20th to November 2nd as gruesome goals emerge from their tombs to twist your daydreams into nightmares. I'm excited for this. I have not been there yet, so I'm pretty excited. It was fun last year. Um, If you guys are wondering, last I checked, you can do basically like a season pass for about like 60 bucks. And it, yeah, I mean, their season pass for Hallow Scream is like a really good deal. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And all the most, I'm not going to say all, but most all attractions are open up as well. So Yeah, I mean, it says roller coasters at night. Yeah, typically pretty short wait times uh, for most of the rides, so which is pretty Um, cool. Yeah, because it's the same thing at Halloween Horror Nights. Like, if you want to go to Universal Studios and ride the rides... Yeah. Go during Halloween Horror Nights because <laughs> there's nobody on them. Yeah. Everybody's waiting in the three-hour lines for the houses. <laughs> but we have a frequent fear pass. Or you do. But then one. we have Express Pass. So thank goodness for that. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the news. I just wanted to mention that Bush Gardens and Hollow Scream was starting tonight. Um, and then the Skyliner is opening up next, next week. week. I think, yeah. Which yeah, would be cool. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, moving into this week's breakdown, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Disneyland and what we knew and didn't know for our first visit back in March uh, of 2019. So. Yeah, so if you didn't know, we did go to Disneyland for our very first time, March 2019. It was like the first week of March. Um, we actually missed opening day of Flower and Garden Festival here in Epcot at Walt Disney World. Um, but... We had a great time it was at a lot Disneyland. Of fun. It was. And we were there for what, like four days, and it still wasn't enough. Well, I think we were there for like five days, actually, but we had but like we had four, park, four days. park days. Yeah. And people were telling us, oh, you only need like two days, one day per park, or three days at the most. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, we'll do four because we're flying clear out there. Like, I'm not going to go there for like two or three days. So we did four park days, and we were there for like five days total. Well, I and I was, still think it wasn't enough. I mean, it was still, we did a longer than what people said just because we wanted to have the opportunity to kind of take it slow. Yeah. But unfortunately, we still didn't even do everything. No, we didn't. There are still some attractions we did not get to do. Yeah. And not because they were closed, just because we just didn't, no, we just didn't, we didn't get around to it. Yeah. And we did do sit down meals for like every meal too. So for I think that part, kind yeah. of like took into our time, but we wanted to be able to experience everything that we wanted to our first trip. Just because we didn't know when we're going to be going back. We will be going back. We just don't know when yet. Yeah. But despite what your judgy friends and family may say, because I know there's a lot of those people out there, there is absolutely no shame in planning a vacation to Disneyland for just adults. Because we are two 20-some-year-old adults that went to Disneyland without children. But we say the same thing for Disney World as well. You don't have to have kids to go do these things. But, And you might be asking yourself, if you've never been to Disneyland before, is Disneyland actually fun for just adults? Um, because it is much smaller than Walt Disney World's. Mm-hmm. But we would definitely say, whether you have kids or if you don't have kids, you should go to Disneyland at least once. I mean, if you've, if you've um, grown up always coming to Walt Disney World... Uh, I definitely say go out to Disneyland. It's um, yeah. it's different. Obviously, there's the 
uh, nostalgia, well, not nostalgia, because you're not going to have nostalgia if you've always come to Walt Disney World, but there's the it's stigma the of history. that it's Disneyland. It's it's kind of Walt's personal park. He worked on it the most. Yeah. Um, he had the most influence on it. And I think everything that makes Walt Disney World great, they do a very good job in the space that they have where it's at, that, which makes yes. also Disneyland so great as well. Yeah, so. and, um, you know, I was saying that Disneyland is smaller than Disney World, and um, a lot of Walt Disney World fans get a lot of grief for saying that Disneyland is smaller, but we're not saying it, like, in a bad way. We're saying it because it's, like, a fact, but it's pretty amazing all the stuff that they pack into those parks, and you don't feel like you're you know, jammed, packed in there. There's still plenty of space to walk around. You don't feel claustrophobic with I mean, all all those other people in there. I but, I mean, they were able to make three resorts and two parks. Pretty much, yeah. In this, like, pretty small space. I, I think we really get more grief as Walt Disney World fans for talking about their castle than we really do for having to say that the park is smaller. But uh, but it is a fact. I mean, the park is smaller. Yeah. And, and that's not a disadvantage by any means. That, in, no. in many ways, is actually makes it It actually better. does make it a lot better <laughs> for some reasons. But um, there's plenty of attractions and shows and food. And, you know, like I said, it is a ton of fun for adults, for kids, families with kids. But there are still, like, plenty of thrill rides for adults out there. You know, if you are a family that's going, there are still plenty of... Uh, thrill rides and kids rides, you know, oh, yeah. dark rides that, that I think kids will love. Some of them are, are very confusing. They make no sense, even as an adult. Oh, yeah, the, like, older... Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is Like, a, right in Fantasyland. Some of those are a little example. weird. <laughs> Snow White's Scary Adventure made But no it's sense. just the thought of, like, them being the classic rides that Walt created. Yeah, so... And the nice thing about Disneyland, it's the same thing with Walt Disney World. Like, all the height requirements are made obviously for safety first but if you have children they're going to be able to ride almost everything anyway almost everything so that's what's really nice about disney parks not every single ride is 50 52 or 48 inches Mm -hmm. height requirements so that makes it really nice for families but i think we can start talking about things that we knew and what we didn't know going into our first trip at the disneyland resort in california yeah so that's kind of what we wanted to just go over a little bit today of you know we didn't just want to talk about everything we did on our disneyland vacation but we wanted to talk about you know because we've always come to walt disney world so we wanted to talk about what we knew going into disneyland and what we didn't know going into disneyland which there was actually quite a few things that we found out while we were there that we didn't know but yeah, I, w- I would think uh, if you're listening to this, take this away or uh, a takeaway from this is just kind of what you can expect if you're planning to do yeah. your next vacation. Some things that we um, we obviously expected, but some things we just, I think not until you're actually there physically in the moment, do you really mm-hmm. kind of realize or, or come to know kind of like what uh, all that is about. So I think the best place to start is with the resorts because whenever we went... I specifically wanted to stay on property at Disneyland. And here's another thing. So something else that that we did know, which I don't see necessarily really mentioned in the show notes, uh, is that there are plenty of non-property hotels that are literally within walking distance of 
Disneyland itself. Uh, I'll try to specify when I mean Disneyland the physical park and Disneyland the resort. So right now I'm talking about Disneyland the resort. Um, and just, just so that you guys know, when we got in, we flew in uh, late the night before, right? We switched up Sunday our flights. Um, and I think we got in there, it was like 10 o'clock or something, but it was really like 1 o'clock in the morning for us. And we actually flew into LAX, which that was something else we didn't know, that we could have flown into a different airport that was closer. And we Yeah, and we did not know that LAX was as far away as it yeah. was, but what was really nice is that since we flew in so late, we had zero traffic. Zero. Um, which was really nice. But as far as if you are trying to find some place to stay, maybe uh, staying on property is slightly outside of your budget and you're looking for something um, like an off-property hotel, there are plenty of choices right there mm-hmm. um, that are, are very close. Where did we stay at? What was it? Uh, I forget. <laughs> but it was literally right down at the, like, it was the next red light down from the Disneyland Resorts. Yeah, I mean, it was... and. It took us five minutes to walk to the Grand Californian Hotel. Yeah, it, it was um, it was really nice, and and it's a it was a it it was more of a motel, yes, motel hotel, motel. you know, with all the the Style. doors being kind of open to the outside, very similar to like the All Star movies mm-hmm. or All Star resorts for the yeah. most part. Um, but it's an option for you if you're considering it, um, because we literally rolled our luggage up the street yeah, and it was like did. a five it was literally just like, like a five minute walk five, five minute walk you it could was really see nice. the signs for the disneyland resort from that hotel yeah and another thing i should mention they did have included continental breakfast oh yes they did so if that's something you're interested in and having breakfast included and paying a little less for a hotel i think it was a la quinta no no nope it had to be something like a la quinta or a holiday i, I thought Inn it was like Hampton a best western or, or something maybe it was best western maybe that's what it was it was, best it was like right down the road there's only a few select like off-brand hotels that we'll stay at so um but that's something to consider that's something that um that we we knew that we were going to be close but i didn't really realize that we were that close no i didn't either and and transitioning from how we didn't know how physically close we were were the actual resorts and grand Californian specifically that's a transitioning to for you to to talk but i guess i'm maybe i'm getting a little ahead of our <laughs> i guess so because i didn't know how to respond um okay so here's what we knew about the resorts that they have okay. three hotels that are on property mm-hmm. um they're owned by disney they're operated basically by disney um and that's disneyland hotel the paradise pier hotel and grand Californian hotel mm-hmm they are all within walking distance. Um, Grand Californian is the closest mm-hmm. with uh, actual physical entrance. And, um, and they it all have... It is a DVC resort as well. A DVC resort, Grand yeah. Californian. Mm-hmm. And then they all have sit-down restaurants along with like some type of quick service, counter service yes. restaurant. So I'm trying to think of where these were at. Like Goofy's Kitchen Oh, and I know Steakhouse. where everything was. Okay. So at the Disneyland Hotel, you have Goofy's Kitchen and Steakhouse 55. They all, That's also where Trader Sam's is located at. Um, then the Paradise Pier Hotel, you have Disney's PCH Grill. We ate there for breakfast. Um, and then at grand californian hotel they have storytellers cafe and napa rose and like josh said they all have like a counter service quick service some of them even have like a little coffee place as well and then you know like their bars and lounges so we stayed at grand californian if Mm -hmm. you guys had watched uh, some of our video we had an amazing theme park view room we did compliments of an amazing cast member when i went down well when we checked in i asked if there was any way that we could get some type of upgrade if they had anything available 
And uh, if you guys don't know, when you use your DVC points, they actually don't do like physical room upgrades. It's more of like just view upgrades. Yeah. So it's not like if you book the studio, they're not probably going to upgrade you to like a one bedroom or two bedroom or something like that. If you have a studio with like a parking lot view, they may upgrade you to a theme park view, which is yeah. what um, I don't think that we had like a specific view whenever I booked it with our points. No, but we just did it like a standard view or something. Yeah. And they gave us this amazing room on, on the, the corner floor. of the fifth floor mm-hmm. uh, overlooking. We could watch uh, World of Color from every room. every night. I don't think it was going off every night, but yeah. essentially we could if we it really was awesome. To. Like we almost lost it when we walked in that room. But I want to mention this here real quick because I haven't mentioned it in anything else. Whenever we checked into the Grand Californian Hotel, I was so salty with Josh because we're walking down the road, and when he's on, like, a mission to do something, he can't focus on anything else. It's like that one thing is all he can think about. So we were walking up the road into Grand California Hotel. I have the camera. I'm, like, trying to get video because this is our first time ever going to Disneyland, our first time going to the Grand Californian Hotel, and I'm so excited. I know I'm going to be emotional walking into the resort, and... We get to the sign and I'm like, hey, Josh, I want to get video of the sign. He's like, we don't have time for this. We need to get in there. And I'm like, Josh, the park's not even open yet. Like, settle down. And I get really bad anxiety, okay? Oh, over nothing. This was literally nothing. It's so, awful. So I stopped there and I'm getting video. And Josh is like, you need to hurry up. We need to get through this gate before it closes. And I'm like, Josh, chill out. So note, I finally note that get there video. is a slight bit of uh, dramatization no, here there wasn't. for oh, the there viewers. Wasn't. Nope, nope, no dramatization. <laughs> this is literally how he was acting. So he just doesn't know it. He's like completely oblivious to how he's acting until the anxiety is gone. We get into the hotel and I'm still like walking way behind him trying to get video. He is almost running. He is walking so fast to get in that hotel. And I wanted him to get video of me walking into the hotel for the first time because I knew I was going to cry. Well, if you've watched our first Disneyland video where we check into our hotel, I had to get video of myself crying in the lobby because Josh was like, I think he was thinking it was going to be more like Disney World where the lobby was going to be packed and you had to wait and do a line. That is exactly To get in the hotel. There was literally nobody in the lobby. It was empty. It's also 7 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, there's nobody in there. On a Monday. On a Monday. So And we walked right up to the desk. And I was like, after we checked in, I'm like, was that really worth it? Of course it was. We got a, <laughs> we we got a, get a great We got an view. excellent room upgrade. <laughs> um, and we made it in plenty of time to do extra magic hours in the morning. We did. And we got to use the entrance from the park, which was awesome. Which the entrance from the park, the entrance from the resort to the park. Speaking of which, transitioning to kind of what we didn't know, that was something that we didn't. So we knew that they had an entrance into the park. What we didn't know was that it was and I know this sounds really stupid, but I did not expect it to physically be this entrance literally into the park. Like it's it's like you're you step outside. You go through security and you're right there. Mm -hmm. What I kind of expected was something similar to like the contemporary where contemporary doesn't necessarily have like an entrance, but it has its Mm -hmm. own walkway. And that's kind of what I had expected was like you would go out. It would be a separate walkway just for guests for you to like kind of meander down and get into the park. This is like you are bam, like you're smack dab. You're like right there. Yep. Which is one of the most awesome great things about staying at grand californian and being at dca yeah it was awesome right just attached to dca like 
it was insane. When there we is, walked back there, we were like, oh my gosh, like that's the park right like, there. Yeah, like there's no transition. It's like you're you're there. Mm-hmm. But what's really nice, where Grand Californian is located up against DCA, it's like the wilderness area of the park. I forget what that like section's called. I don't remember. But either. the Grand Californian's kind of like wilderness type themed and yeah it, it doesn't need a transition no from... it just it fits perfectly where that entrance is to the yeah. park if you look online it says that it's within walking distance um yeah. for a lot of the for a lot of the hotels but i mean literally everything is is really just a stone's throw away i mean you yeah. do have to cross a street from disneyland and paradise pier hotel. from paradise pier but i mean like it's 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 literally like nothing more than five and minutes. it's a street that like nobody's driving on so like it, it, well it can be a little busy sometimes it depends um, during on during like the day. peak hours of the day yeah but in the morning busy. in like the late evening there was nobody on that road yeah so we just went to the crosswalk and walked across and went to security um another thing whenever we were in the parks i remember this like every night for dinner when you're in walt disney world you have to plan at least like an hour or two before your reservation to actually get to your reservation because mm-hmm. you don't know what transportation is going to be like. You don't know if you're going to be sitting there waiting for a bus. You don't know if like, you know, you're going to hit every red light on the way there. This was amazing. When we were eating dinner at Napa Rose, we were actually in DCA, Disney's California Adventure. And when we were going to eat. No, when you're like when we were eating at Napa Rose. No, when we, we were, were go- in DCA. When we were going to eat at Napa Rose, we were in DCA first. Napa Rose is in California or uh, Grand, Grand California, California Hotel. And I'm like, Josh, we need to hurry up. Like, we need to go back and get ready for dinner. It was like two hours before our reservation. He's like Taylor. He's like the hotel's like right there. And I'm like, oh, like I totally forgot. I didn't even think about it. So it was literally like an hour before dinner. We left the park, walked back to the room. Literally took five minutes changed our clothes and got ready and then we like sat in the room for a few minutes because we're like uh the restaurant doesn't even open till five yeah (laughs) we're just sitting here (laughs) which is i mean like we knew that the park was small but what we didn't know was that the proximity in which everything exists Mm -hmm. is such that like you don't have to plan to take so much time to get to your to your destination you know i mean like if you're here in walt disney world and you're in epcot and you have a dining reservation back at your resort if you're not taking an Uber or a Lyft, you've got to plan for about an hour and a half beforehand because you got to walk back out of the front of the park. You got to catch a bus. That bus may or may not have just left, which means then you got to wait even longer. 20 minutes at least. And there's traffic, and then you got to get back and probably change. So, I mean, like, um, you know, don't, what I would say too is that, like, don't think of Disneyland as being like this, you know, subpar resort because it's so small. That is a huge amazing benefit of it is because Disneyland. you can spend so much more time in the parks yeah. rather but than there's not spending time, time with transportation and yep. then going back to your room and getting ready and then go, using transportation again like you can walk everywhere yeah it's awesome i think the next thing that we're going to break into is attractions but before we do that one thing that we don't have on here is talking about disney springs or i'm sorry downtown disney oh uh, yeah i didn't mention downtown disney i for- we didn't really spend any time there. We I think that's why I kind of forgot about it. But one thing that some people might not know uh, is that, which we didn't know, or at least I didn't know, is that obviously downtown Disney exists. Um, it's attached to, well, it's actually kind of like in between, so to speak, of DCA and Disneyland. But uh, yeah. you cannot get in 
to downtown Disney without going through security, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. It is actually really nice because once you go through security to go into downtown Disney, then you can walk right into the parks. You don't have to go through another set of security. It's like one thing of security for downtown Disney and both the parks, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And it was much more convenient than having to go through security multiple times. One other thing I want to mention about the resorts, this is like kind of dining, but kind of resorts, um, is Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel. We did not get to really experience Trader Sam's there. We didn't get to experience Trader Sam's at all. Well, we got drinks from there, from the outside. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that. From their like terrace. I wouldn't consider that. They were technically drinks from Trader Sam's. We got the souvenir clubs. Clubs. We got got the souvenir glasses. Um, (laughs) That was me hitting Taylor in the head with the Trader Sam's souvenir club. (laughs) Um, But we didn't go there until we ate dinner at Steakhouse 55. It was like 10 o'clock at night and the line was so long to get in. Like we would have been waiting like an hour and we were like, no, thanks. So we have to go back again because I want to go to Trader Sam's. I would love to go back. I mean, it was, I'm really disappointed that we didn't go. And what we did not know, because people had told us that it does not get busy. Sorry, Taylor just ran. Sorry, we had to take a pee break. Taylor Taylor ran off to the bathroom. So I don't really (laughs) remember. I couldn't hold it any longer. Where I left off at. But I think from what we had talked to other people about Trader Sam's, they had said that it's never busy like it is here in Walt Disney World. And so we kind of. took advantage of that. I mean, it's still our fault. We shouldn't probably have, we should have just done what our gut instinct was to just go in early before it yeah. opens. Well, um, the Trader Sam's there is open like all day. Well, and, and what we did was we neglected to do that. And instead, we waited to go till after dinner at Steakhouse 55. And um, the yeah. line was just, really long. I mean, it was long. It was, it was coming out the door like a ton of people. So we didn't wait. We just went up to the bar and we got our drink. So Something that we knew that we could get, I think, the drinks from outside. Or maybe we didn't even know that. We just thought, let's go no. up and see if we can. So We didn't know that. And we, and we lucked <laughs> out and being able to get the mugs, but we didn't actually yeah. get to experience uh, Trader Sam's. So. Yeah. so next time we go back, we definitely want to make sure that we can check out Trader Sam's. But I think we can move on into attractions. Um, I could talk about Grand California Hotel, like, forever. And speaking of, I don't think we ever got to post our room tour in the resort tour because something happened to our hard drive. Yeah, so I saw, so uh, we talked about it a little bit on a live stream. It was at Animal Kingdom. I think I titled it "Taking Like 250 Some People on Expedition oh, on Everest." Everest. Like that. Yeah. Um, clickbait. Anyways, uh, but basically, what had happened is, is uh, we we do have more footage. Mm-hmm. But uh, the from cars land at night the, in our the, room and everything. Yeah, the hard drive basically fell off of the table. So, yeah. uh, which really sucks. It's a, a four terabyte hard drive. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it got chipped in the inside. I don't know what happened. But so I I, I still have it. I obviously haven't given up on it, but. Uh, I need to try and see if there's some other way I can salvage that. So maybe in like three years from now, once we get that hard drive working again, you well, will see the resort door, the room door. And when we saw Cars Land at night, which uh, Josh got a cool video of that. But Oh, one other thing that I'll mention too that we didn't realize is uh, that Grand Californian is quite the resort for uh Conventions. Conventions, yeah. It was crazy busy with conventions when we were there, which is really unfortunate. Um, We could not go down into the lobby 
pretty much after like 10 o'clock without it just being packed it was packed. with mm-hmm. people for conventions and and they had a lot of conventions going on at the time yeah i don't know if there's like a really good way for you to try to avoid that but just keep that in mind that's something that we did like i don't know i didn't even know that it was really a convention i center. didn't know that either so we didn't know that uh, but keep that in mind because mm-hmm. it made the quick service location for breakfast uh, terrible. Yes. There was I was never a little a grumpy that morning. Anywhere in there. So No, there wasn't. We sat outside and froze to death because it was cold the week yeah. we were there because people were sitting inside with their laptops and not even eating breakfast. But let's, move, over. On, <laughs> let's move on to uh, attractions. I honestly didn't do a lot of research on the attractions before we went to Disneyland. I did download the app on my phone so that I had it. And that's also how I booked our dining reservations was, was that how I booked our dining reservations through the app? I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't book them. You did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But the attractions I didn't really look into. There were ones that I know that I've seen on like Instagram and social media that people talk about. Um, but obviously we had never been there before. So we didn't know everything that was there. But a few attractions we did know about were the Matterhorn, obviously, because that's like a classic Disneyland attraction. Um, we knew that they had Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain and Small World, which are all attractions that we have in Disney World as well. Um, they have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which um, they used to have in Disney World. They do not anymore. So we really wanted to ride that when we went to Disneyland, just because we can't ride it here. And then, obviously, Radiator Springs Racers, which ended up being yeah. one of our favorite rides there. It was awesome. Sure. And then the Incredicoaster was really fun as well. And um, Guardians of the Galaxy um, which used to be their Tower of Terror, which they turned into Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but we actually didn't even ride Splash Mountain, which I was a little sad about. I don't even think it was open. Was it open? It was open, but it was cold. Oh, yeah. So we didn't even walk back to that area where Splash Mountain was in the park. Yeah, it's funny because uh, we had a lot of time there. And, you know, with all that time, we easily could have seen everything. But I think we... Being our first time, we just had some things that we just enjoyed so much that we wanted to go back and continue to do those things over and over again before we left. So Yeah, and we were kind of taking our time, you know, like walking around. We were taking pictures. We were trying to get video. We we spent like half a day just walking around Toontown, which was crazy. Oh, my gosh, we did. But Toontown was awesome. It I was. I loved it. And that was another thing I knew that was at Disneyland was Toontown. Mm-hmm. But I did, we didn't know how, like, no. how... Uh, kind of. I mean, not that it's a huge land, but how much big. how much that there is in Toontown mm-hmm. to like offer for guests. You know, where you can kind of walk through the houses and you can meet the characters, and they've got uh, Roger Rabbit's whatever his ride's called. I forget his weird little ride. Uh, and then they've got like the funny kind of like tune. Oh yeah, all the gag, things that you can interact with. Stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then they cool. had um, Gadget's Go Go Coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I loved Toontown. That was really fun. Yeah. And then did you talk about Max Pass? No, I didn't talk about Max Pass. <coughs> that, that was something else that we knew about. Um, some of our friends had told us about it, um, especially Chris told us about it because they had been to Disneyland not long before us and they used it every single day. Yeah. I mean, we knew that it was going to be similar to Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know was that it was going to be as terrible as uh, my Disney experience app as far as functioning properly for most of the day. And another thing with MaxPass, it is very similar to FastPass, but you have to pay for it. 
Yes. It is an additional charge, mm-hmm. um, and that's per person. It's not yes. like, you know, pay for it for, group. like, your group or your room. Yeah. Um, it is per person. So that is something to keep in mind. But They uh, do still have paper fast passes as well. They do. If you don't want to pay for MaxPass, you can still use the old paper fast pass system. And I don't think we did a paper fast pass at all. We did not use a paper fast pass at all. We nope. used MaxPass every day. Yep. Uh, and, and MaxPass was fine. You know, I mean, it, it had its shortcomings as far as uh, not wanting to operate sometimes properly or not registering for some reason, like that we even had it on our accounts or that we weren't in the park, even though we were. So, Oh, yeah, because you can't use it unless you're in the park. Yeah, you, can't you have to be in the park. park. So it's using georeferencing to, to, mm-hmm. to know that. But uh, it still is a, a pretty good advantage. I think we were still able to ride far more stuff than we could have doing paper fast passes. And the other or great thing about by. it. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, too, is that you can still select. Um, you can still kind of modify and try to get a time that is somewhat yes. closer to, to I, what you're doing besides using the paper fast pass, which just prints you out of time. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if people have been going through that paper fast pass for a couple of hours, you know, like let's say Thunder Mountain, let's say it's nine o'clock in the morning and there's however many people now maybe paper fast pass distribution is saying that you can't ride it until like three o'clock. Well, with max pass, you can still try to modify those times a little bit and get something that's a little bit closer to the time that you're mm-hmm. that you're at. So yeah, not uh, exactly like FastPass, but no, not exactly. But it it is still, in my opinion, was a far better benefit than the fast than the paper FastPass. Yes, it was. But Walt Disney World's FastPass system is is far superior to MaxPass. Yes, it is. Agreed. So some, I think that's it about the things that we knew. I mean, obviously there were a lot more attractions that we did know about, um, kind of. Um, like we knew we had they had the tiki room there because that was an original attraction out there um but some of the things that we did not know about were the actual alice in wonderland ride not the teacups but the alice in wonderland ride like the dark ride inside i didn't even know that was a thing until we got there and i'm like oh well we have to ride it because it was right next to the matterhorn yeah it was cool it was interesting it was different um yeah i really i actually liked it for a dark ride it was out of all of the dark rides in the Fantasyland area, the Alice in Wonderland one tells you the story the best, I felt like, out yeah. of all those like family-friendly Fantasyland rides. Um, there's also Pinocchio, which I did not know was an attraction. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, and it, I thought it did a pretty decent job of telling you the story, um, unlike Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Roger, Roger Rabbit's and Snow White's Scary Adventures. Those were a little like weird or like abrupt. Snow White's was end. okay till the very end and then it made... It just like stops. <laughs> There's a witch. <laughs> and they live happily ever that's, after. <laughs> okay. I think we glossed over a few details there, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was glad that we got to ride the Pinocchio ride. It was cool. And then there's also... Um, Indiana Jones. What was the ride called? Do you remember? I don't remember. But the Indiana Jones ride was awesome. It was a dark ride, basically just like dinosaur, but Indiana Jones themed. However, I thought we were going to be riding an Indiana Jones roller coaster when we were there. <laughs> However, I learned that that is actually in Paris and not Disneyland, California. And I think a lot of people say that it is copy and paste as far as ride track goes but i i'm almost certain that there are a few differences between the two which is why you can't get 
Indiana Jones exactly the same way here in Walt Disney World. Um, but the thing is, you wouldn't really know because dinosaurs so dark where Indiana Jones, you can actually yeah, see and the track. And that's very true. It is. Um, but just, just from like the feel of the actual track, it just mm-hmm. seems a little bit different in yeah, a few it places. Did. But it was cool. I liked it. I, I definitely you liked it. We went back and rode it like three or four times. I know. It was like your favorite ride. It was. <laughs> You're acting so nonchalant. Oh, yeah, it was cool. It was okay. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. It's geez. tough. Um, there's also a Winnie the Pooh ride that we didn't even know was there. Apparently, it's clear back by Splash Mountain. Yeah. And so we, we didn't, didn't even it. walk back there. So we didn't know it was there. And we didn't ride it, obviously. And then um, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. I actually thought that was a show based on what the building looks like. But I found out later it was a ride, and we didn't do that one either. Yeah. Um, but something that was really cool that I did not know about was Tarzan's Treehouse. That was really exciting. I love the movie Tarzan. So going up in that treehouse was awesome. And then whenever you get near the um, jaguar up in the treehouse, it, like, roars at you. And it is scary. Yeah. I jumped. <laughs> There's also a hidden um, Mrs. Potts and Chip oh, in the yeah, treehouse. Yeah. I really liked the treehouse, though. Are there any other attractions that you, like, want to mention that you, like, really liked or? Not really, but what I would say is that something. So we, we knew that they had a lot of attractions in Disneyland, mm-hmm. in California Adventure. What we didn't realize, again, and this is going back to the size of the park, is how easy it is to get from one to the other because they are so close together uh and i think another thing is uh something to note is that if you are considering doing a park hopper which i would suggest that you do because it allows you to be far more flexible throughout the day yes especially with max pass again going back to the thing that we didn't know how close that they were together made it very very nice to have the park hopper to be like you know what we've uh had a morning at disneyland we're doing quick service for lunch. You know what? Hey, why don't we go and see if there's anything that we can get for Max Pass over in California Adventure? And it mm-hmm. was really easy to just walk right out the gate of Disneyland, walk 200 right feet across, across <laughs> the, the the plaza area there is what I guess I would call it, and right into DCA. Mm-hmm. And to be able to be right there and just walk in and, and, and go ride something. That's just something that we we just we knew that they were close. We knew that it was small. We knew that it was intimate, but we just didn't realize exactly how easy it was to get from one place to the other. Yes. It's very um, functional. Yeah. I mean, you can walk from the back end of Disneyland all the way up and be in DCA in like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. Maybe even quicker than that if you walk fast like I do. Mm-hmm. It was nice, you know, and I think, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say now, but um, – just as far as like things that we didn't know, I think that was something that was just very shocking, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and was very difficult to, I think, to like let it sink in because you're just so when when you're used to coming to Walt Disney World all the time, it's like it's like hustling from attraction to attraction because for the most part they're apart. spread apart mm-hmm. because the land is so big to try and immerse you into these areas, um, and you know here everything's so close. Something else I'd like to add about things that we didn't know. Um, so we obviously knew they had MaxPass. We used MaxPass every day, mm-hmm. but um, MaxPass is not available for every ride. Oh, that's a good point. Pirates of the, the Caribbean, there is no MaxPass. Is there Paper Fast Pass? There is Standby. 
That's it, right? Yeah. There's standby. That's it. So fortunately, one morning when we went over for extra magic hours, I believe, we walked right on. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, I mean, it was like a 45-minute wait every day. Yeah. Like, that was one of the longest lines was for Pirates, and probably because it doesn't have a fast pass or anything like that, so people just wanted to go try and ride it. Plus, it's, I mean, it's a popular ride, and it was much longer than ours. Speaking of specific attractions, too, Small World, I didn't realize how different Small World is oh gosh, compared, to, so different. compared to ours. And I actually prefer Disneyland's, I think. I think I prefer their Small World to ours just because it's, um, is it longer or is it just the scenes are a little bit different? I think that's just the scenes are a little different. You know, they kind of incorporate um, more of like the uh, classic princesses uh, from yes, a lot of the movies the and stuff. that they oh, have and not done. just the princesses, just characters I mean, in general. Well, characters in general, that's what I should say. There I just, are rumors that reason. that is going to be happening in Disney World very oh, soon. Oh, really? That's there interesting. Are rumors. Um, not confirmed by rumors. And then another thing is that I didn't realize is that in a lot of places, this, the standby queues most of them are kind of like outside. Oh, yeah. Not they are. as um, covered or inside like it is here in Walt Disney World. No. And I think that's specifically because the weather is just so, so different. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's you normally know? like partly sunny or partly cloudy and Not 72 humid. degrees. <laughs> you know, when we were there, uh, it was really it's like shocking weather because normally. it was cold mm-hmm, it and was. it was raining, which was. Yeah. Uh, it was a bummer, but it was okay because we still had a fun time because. We had a great time. I mean, there was like nobody around. Yeah. It, it really helped to dampen out the crowds. Mm-hmm. It did a lot. Dampen. Dampen. I was going that with dampen because it was, yeah, that's exactly what it was. You're right. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Um. Oh, another cool thing. Just uh, sorry, I'm not trying to drag out attractions, but the ending of Thunder Mountain was kind of cool. A little bit different than ours. It's an explosion oh. of dynamite. Yeah. We were supposed to get that here, but it hasn't happened. Sometimes there is a little small explosion that you can hear but it's not the same i haven't heard in the last three times i've written thunder mountain here but anyways let's move on to some of the shows and what we knew and what we didn't know about some of the shows Mm -hmm. in disneyland and california adventure so something that we definitely knew about that i was really looking forward to was world of color i found out that you could either do a dining package or a dessert party for world of color or you could even do a um, fast pass for it as well Mm -hmm. they have a paper fast pass for world of color um but i wanted to make sure that we had very good viewing so i booked us the dessert party and to add to that, just real quick, let's back up just for one second because Taylor had mentioned Fast Pass for World of Color. There are different tiers in the Fast Pass distribution mm-hmm. um, that you need to pay attention to. The only reason that I know this, we didn't actually do it ourselves, but because of where we were standing to get into the dessert party, mm-hmm. there are people consistently and constantly coming up saying, where's this color at? Where's that color? So it's broken up into different colors. Different mm-hmm. colors have different viewings from different areas. So they usually put up like big inflatable like. No, they weren't inflatable. They were just lights that changed lights. colors. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'm used to the inflatable lights that they do here. No. But um, they're just lights that change colors. Look out for that if you're using FastPass. Mm-hmm. Back to the dessert party. Yeah. So we did the dessert party. We actually were the first people in line. So we yeah. basically got to pick where we wanted to we're, sit. Were those people that, I mean, we got there like an hour and a half before. Yeah. And nobody else started. got in line behind us for a little while. And another thing to know. So obviously we knew that we were going to get a table to sit at for mm-hmm. the for the dessert party. Something that we didn't know is that if you have a small party like us, a party of two, 
you will probably be seated with two other people. So yeah, we were. Um, we were seated. Well, we sat down first, but then there were two. Uh, there another um, a husband and wife that was seated with us at the mm-hmm. table. Um, and they were they were really nice. But something to just keep in mind that you may not have your own table. Yeah. Um, you will probably be seated with somebody else, and that's just to, you know. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know that, but we were totally fine with it because the couple that yeah. ended up sitting with us was really nice. We They're, chatted yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. They were cool. And then another thing with World of Color. Now, the dessert party, we actually did a whole video on it, so I don't want to elaborate too much. Um, you can check out the video. But we also got to watch World of Color from our balcony, which Josh briefly mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, which was awesome. It was actually raining a little bit that night, too. And we stood on our balcony nice and covered. Josh got some pictures. It was cool. And we enjoyed it. And we actually ate some of our leftover desserts from the dessert party. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) While we watched it from our balcony. So that was really nice, too. Um, I also knew that they had um, Fantasmic out at Disneyland. Unfortunately, it was under refurbishment while we were there. So we did not get to see it because yeah. I was going to book a dining package so that we had guaranteed seating. But unfortunately, I couldn't do that because no. it was under refurbishment. So something else that we didn't know, though, uh, being that with Disneyland, uh, that they have fireworks. I honestly didn't even know they had fireworks. And to add on to that, you know, if you're used to coming to Walt Disney World, they do fireworks every single night from basically all the parks except for Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Animal Kingdom does do their nightly show every single night. Mm-hmm. Disneyland is not the same way. They do not no. put fireworks off every single night. It's actually, um, you know, certain nights. I, I don't know if it's the same days each week no. or whatever. I mean, but, you just have to check the times guide or check the app and look for the show times. But I think it was like mostly on the weekends because unfortunately when we were there, we got in uh, really late Sunday night, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and then we left Friday early Friday morning for the most part. Um, and I don't think that there was any showing of the fireworks during that week. There was like their like nighttime uh, like show with like the lasers and projections, but there were no fireworks. And I think yeah. that those were only being done like maybe Friday night, Saturday night. I have no something idea. Like that. Uh, but, it's the same thing with Phantasmic and World of Color as well. Not These shows are not every night. Yeah. So, so you have to check. It's important to check your times guide. You can, um, I think you can actually find all the times on the Disneyland app. Yes. It'll tell you on there. Uh, when it, everything is showing. But it was disappointing. But again, you know, it's more of an incentive for us to go back and kind of maybe be there on a weekend or, or see if we can work it out so that we can see the, the show. Mm-hmm. So. Really, the reason that we avoided the weekends is because we knew that they was going to be busier with locals. Locals, so essentially, there's not really much else to mention about the shows, um, but something that we love to talk about is dining. And if you don't know, mm-hmm. we do dining reviews that we post every single Monday. <laughs> yeah, and um, we do. A couple places that we did know about that we made sure we booked dining reservations for were Napa Rose at. Grand Californian Hotel, Carthay Circle in DCA, and the Lamplight Lounge in DCA. And the Lamplight Lounge had just opened like six months before we actually went. It was like yeah. pretty new. Um, it used to be um, a different lounge when it was like part of Paradise Pier, but then they turned it into the Lamplight Lounge with Pixar Pier. All three of those places, and those three places actually are probably the, my three favorites that we ate at while we were out there. They were really good. Napa Rose was an amazing like signature type fancy restaurant really good food 
great service. Carthay Circle is right in Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. And it was also amazing. The theming in there, it kind of gives you the feel of like Brown Derby. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. It, it reminds me very much of Brown Derby. It's like old Hollywood. It's really nice. I And the food was amazing. Um, and then Lamplight Lounge is more new and it's like Pixar themed. Um, but it's got a lot of like Pixar art. Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool. It was cool. That was a, I actually really enjoyed, I think I like the theming the most in Lamplight Lounge over yeah. everything. Just because it's more fun, it's uh, it's really cool to see some, like... Because in there they have art from the movies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, drawings and stuff like that. But then they also have, like, little fun things that uh, they've kind of made, right? Am I, am I making that up? Where they had, like... Um, like they had actual, like... Their, I would consider them props, but they weren't props because they're animated oh, films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they had the mailbox from Carl and Ellie's yeah, house but, in there. They had they had different things like that, which made it really cool and fun, um, yeah. great for families, great you know for kids. Compared to Napa Rose and Carthay Circle, these are more uh, fine dining signature restaurants that you can still bring kids into. But however, Lamplight Lounge has a lot of alcoholic beverages. Their menu is very extensive, and it is basically a bar lounge. Yeah. Um, so, but you need to make sure that you have a reservation yeah. for it because yes, when we went. Um, people were trying to walk up and they were either being turned away or told that like it was going to be like a two hour wait. crazy wait so yeah so Lamplight Lounge even though it's a lounge you have to get a reservation yeah um, and then Napa Rose and Carthay Circle I did actually see people walking up but they had to wait quite a while before they were able to get in but we're those type of people we always book reservations when we go places so yeah. I made sure we had them that way they were fit into like our itinerary <laughs> um but there were actually quite a bit of things that we didn't know about dining at the Disneyland Resort. So something that was very different for us compared to Walt Disney World is that you can only book your dining reservations 60 days in advance. Which is shocking. When we hit our sixth month out, I'm like, oh, I better get on and book our dining reservations. And I'm like, why can I only see 60 days in advance? I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's because it's not linked to my reservation. No, that's not the case. It's yeah. literally just 60 days in advance. Like I said, you could walk up to some of the restaurants and get in. Lamplight Lounge was really not one of those just because it's kind of small and it's really popular. Um, but if you get on the app, even like the day before or day of, there's always a lot of reservations on there for most of their restaurants. Yeah. So, um, and then we really didn't know anything about their counter service restaurants. We didn't, but uh, in comparison to here in Walt Disney World, I think that their counter services are actually better. Their food at the uh, counter service is really good. And I don't know what makes it better, but it just... uh, I hate to say that it seemed more fresh and not as like cut and paste of like hamburger, hot dogs, chicken fingers, but yeah. uh, it just, I don't know. Overall, it just seemed to be better. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, but one thing to note is that like we went to eat inside of the uh, the Red Rose Tavern, which was, it was raining at the time in Disneyland. And one thing that we didn't realize is that sometimes they'll have characters in some of those. And so when we went in, they had Belle and Gaston in there and they were just kind of hanging out, hanging out and just mm-hmm. having a good time and, and meeting with people and taking photos and being Wandering them around. in their characteristic selves, Gaston mm-hmm. mostly. Yes. So Definitely. it was cool, different. 
Um, but yeah, Red Rose Tavern was one of the two counter services that we ate at while we were there. We literally only did two. I feel shame saying that we only ate at two counter services. We well, but we more. did a bunch of sit down restaurants. Um, and then we also did um, California's Adventure Food and Wine Festival. Something that we didn't know. We I didn't, feel like I didn't know that it was going to be no, going we on. We didn't really know. I mean, I think I knew they had it, but I just didn't know it was going to be going on while we were there. You know what's really funny is we have this conversation about things that we knew and didn't know. I think back to when people come here to Walt Disney World and they're like walking around Epcot and they're like, what the heck is this food and wine going on? I think, how do you not know that food and wine's not going on? Like, how do you not know that it's going on right now? And then I think about us and we're like, yeah, we're just walking around Disney's California Adventure and, oh, they've got food and wine classic going on or whatever. And it's like, how do you not know that food and wine's not going on? At Disney's California Adventure. Yeah, the, they're probably... Idiot. Think- like, <laughs> come on. What the heck? <laughs> um, but Red Rose Tavern was really good. Um, I had a burger there, I believe. What did you have? Did you have a burger, too? I, I don't even remember. I'd have to go back and watch. It's yeah. been so long. We actually My didn't do terrible. an actual dining review of it. We just threw some clips in of our lunch um, in our one video from Disneyland. Um, but then we did actually do a dining review of Cocina Cucamonga Mexican Grill, which is in, in Disney. DCA. Yeah, Disney's California Adventure. Um, kind of beside Pixar Pier, like to the left. But like if you're going to go the back way into Cars Land. It was good. It was really good. I had a half a chicken. And what did you have? I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch. Wow, must have been really good. It, well, I remember it being very good. Like, I remember it being a good counter service. Yeah. I think it, I'd like tacos or something. Yeah, I think you might have. Yeah, it was a really good Goes meal, back, though. watches the video, did not have tacos, had something else. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched yes, it Yes, but we do have a dining review, actually, from that At least I remember that. Service. At least I wasn't like, wait, we did a dining review there? Yeah. Uh, talking about all this dining makes me want to go back and watch all of our Disneyland dining reviews. It's making me really hungry at the moment. It's like, yeah, I'm starving right now, actually. But since we're still talking about food, we can talk about the snacks. We didn't actually have very many snacks while we were there because we did do the food and wine festival. So that was kind of like our snacks when we were in DCA. Um, but there were a few things we did know about that we made sure we tried and that was from the Jolly Holiday Bakery. That's like an iconic bakery in Disneyland. It's right at the end of Main Street USA on the left-hand side, kind of where you would find Casey's Corner in um, Walt Disney World or like the Crystal Palace, like kind of in that area. And we got um, macarons from there. Macarons. They were really good. They were raspberry. I'm pretty sure that we got a free one because one we, of them was busted or something We like did. That. They gave us two. Which is really nice. Mm-hmm. They didn't say they gave us one because it was busted, but they they just gave us like two I'm for the price of one. pretty sure that's what it was. I'm pretty sure too. It's like, I mean, this one's broken and we're probably not going to sell it. Do you want it? It's like, sure. <laughs> um, there were also churros. We had Josh had a churro in DCA. I had, I had my very first churro ever in DCA. Uh, which You've really never great. eaten a churro like in your life? No. I, I don't like, I think they're gross. I don't like churros. But this churro was so awesome. So then you've had a churro before? No, I haven't had one. I don't like the idea of a churro. Churros are good. I don't, I don't like the idea but of But you churro. liked this churro. I love this churro. This churro was great. It was awesome. <laughs> it was maple bacon flavored or whatever. Yeah. Real it was pieces good. of giant bacon on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. That was, speaking of churros, they've got so many different flavors and combinations. And we did not know that. 
That was we something didn't. we and, didn't know. How many churro carts there are in Disneyland and California Adventure and how many flavors. Like, it was insane. And when we go back, that's that's something I would like to do. I just want to walk around Churro and eat trail? churros. Yeah. Do you get a prize at the end? Yeah, it's made up. It's called... <laughs> I'll make you a button. It's called, you ate way too many churros. Go check yourself for diabetes. We'll give you a pat on the back for it. Um, and then there's a bunch of snack stands around Pixar Pier as well. Um, I know there's like the little like ice cream. There were a lot, stands. and, and there were some churros. that I really wanted to try, and we just I know we were just full. We were eating a lot. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that we will think about when we go back next time is we probably won't do as many sit down meals. We'll probably just do like sit down dinners. Is what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I really want to go back to everywhere we ate for dinner because they were all so good. But I could definitely do like quick service breakfast. And I could skip lunch Steakhouse 55. I don't need to I go back. I thought it was there. good. Yeah, I don't need to go back. Well, there. I need to go back to Carthay Circle, Napa Rose. That's fine. We'll where do that. Where else did we eat? We don't need to go back to anywhere else. I don't else. even know where else we ate. You don't remember? Nope. I don't remember either. <laughs> it was a while ago. Those two places were going back. I, we have so many other things, sir. There's so many other things that are going on in my mind, even as we <laughs> do this podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but we didn't realize how many snack options there were around Pixar Pier. Like, I knew they had a couple of them because I saw people posting on Instagram about them. Um, but yeah, when we go back, I definitely want to just schedule like a couple dinners and then just eat snacks probably and yeah, quick service like the rest of the day. Corn dogs. I was told. Oh, uh, you did get a corn dog. I, I was told that the the best corn dog that you'll ever have in your life was in Disneyland, Disney's uh, California Adventure, more specifically. But uh, I don't know if it was the best corn dog I've ever had in my life. But it was good. I do enjoy a corn dog here and there. Actually, you that's were, probably the first. Did time I I've, tell you that I had a corn dog for the very first time in my life, like a couple months ago? Yeah, you got it from work. Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. One of the girls that we worked with got sent terrible, home early, so she went and got us a, all Sonic corn dogs. <laughs> what a terrible excuse for a corn dog. Um, it was actually good. Yeah, but I mean, it was good. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I think that was probably the first time I've had a corn dog in like, Forever. I don't know, 10 years probably, but it was mm-hmm. good. I don't know if it was the best, but it was, yeah. was it like Corn Dog Castle or something? Yeah. Yeah, Corn Dog Castle. I don't know if that's actually what it was called. No, I'm like 99% sure that's what it was called. Looks it up. It's not Corn Dog Castle. <laughs> Something I love else. that you're giving yourself commentary. Um, but I think For things my, that I didn't even do. I didn't even actually look at My up. favorite snack, even though we didn't try a lot, was the macaron from Jolly Holiday Bakery. I mean, my favorite snack had to be the maple bacon churro. churro. That was great. Yeah. That was awesome. However, some of that stuff from the Food and Wine Festival was really good. That mac and cheese, that garlic mac and cheese. <sighs> Ooh, it was so cheesy and good. Which, speaking of, we didn't know that they did a, uh, uh, like a prepaid card oh yeah so that, you know it wasn't like a punch card but they had like little tabs that you would rip off it was essentially a punch card with um, tabs. and we didn't know that they had that which was nice i think it's yeah. a good benefit we did uh, that cost effective we didn't use them all mm-hmm. which was unfortunate but you know what it is what it is we used them all except one or I two but it was cool we should probably stop talking about food though because i'm so hungry. i'm starving oh my gosh it's yeah it's time to eat, basically. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about some photo spots in Disneyland. So Instagram is obviously like a huge thing these days. I used to not really be into it until I created our account for the WDW couple a couple years ago. I make sure that we post to Instagram every single day. You can follow us at the WDW couple. But some photo spots that were like perfect opportunities for Instagram um, were... 
the small world wall. I was like dying to see that because I love people's pictures of that. So I actually made sure I had a full small world outfit for that day. I had ears, a spirit jersey, and leggings. And it was perfect for the weather because it was cold. It was. So I was really excited for that. And then, of course, in front of the Pixar Pal around, that's like the icon for California Adventure. That big, essentially, it's a Ferris wheel. But we rode it, and it's crazy. We gotten one of the swinging ones and I thought a couple times we were about to flip upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also a bunch of opportunities for photos in Cars Land. Um, there's actually like the Route 66 wall which Josh has a Route 66 shirt and he got mm-hmm. a picture in front of that. It was really cool. And then just in front of the um, Radiator Springs racers itself was awesome. Yeah. Oh and then I made myself a pair of V8 ears and got a picture in front of um the V8, Flows V8 Cafe sign. Yeah. So that was really cool as well. I'm trying to remember where that was at. Yeah. Um, and then Walt and Mickey, of course, um, in DCA. That's actually like um, whenever Walt first arrived to like California and. Didn't you get a photo in front of like the balloon? Wasn't there like a wall with like balloons or something on it? Oh, yeah. I don't see that on here. Yes, it's in there. Mickey and Minnie Wall in Toontown. It's on things we didn't know. Oh. I didn't know it was there until I saw it. Right. Of course. (laughs) Jumping ahead as usual. Yeah. Um, But I did know about the magic carpet because I saw somebody we follow on Instagram post a picture of it, like right after they reopened uh, Tropical Hideaway. Is that what it's called? Near the Tiki Room? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. Um, But there's an Aladdin's magic carpet is on the grounds right in front of Tropical Hideaway. So I got a picture on that too. I thought it was really cool. Um, but there were a few things we didn't know about, and I'm going to start with the Mickey and Minnie wall in Toontown since Josh brought it up. I didn't know that was really a wall until I saw it and was like, oh my gosh, I have to get a picture in front of this. It's like right next to Mickey Mouse's house in Toontown. And I got a cool picture of Josh in front of it as well. Um, And then something we were a little bit bummed about because we didn't know about this until a couple weeks before we went on our vacation, the castle went under refurbishment yeah it wasn't like it was uh planned out or anything yeah months in advance that was kind of like they kind of threw that on us i think like pretty last minute three months out maybe yeah something around there and we didn't so. want to change our trip at that point because we already had everything booked yeah. but yeah it was under a scrim and they had to refurbish it from the 60th anniversary right or 65th or something like that yeah, because there was like all these diamonds that they put on it and it like apparently ruined part of the roof and they just had to fix a bunch of things. Uh, that's what so. you get for but doing that, I guess. Whatever. I that had to be under refurbishment. That just means we have to go back so we can see the castle. That's right. So that's, we are going to make sure. That's what I kept telling Taylor. That the castle is not under refurb. She was so upset. And I'm like, it's just an excuse to come back. Yeah, we actually got a picture like in front of it with the scrim and I'm like, I'm not even ever going to post these pictures because it looks awful. <laughs> Maybe once we have an actual picture in front of the castle, I'll post that one with it. Yeah. Um, But then there was a wall I did know about, the Buzz Lightyear wall. It's like Buzz Lightyear's wings and you like stand between it and it looks like you have like his little wings to fly. But I couldn't find it. I didn't know where it was at. Do you know where it's at? I would have thought in Pixar Pier. Well, I looked around and I couldn't find it. But I don't know. And... Then, oh, this was a great photo opportunity, and I really liked this. Now, so 
A lot of their characters do have like special meet and greet spots. However, they do have a lot of free roaming characters as well, which was really nice. Like we were standing in front of Small World, like shooting a little clip um, talking about Small World. And then all of a sudden, here comes Captain Hook just like walking right past me. I'm like, yeah. um, hello. Um, and then Josh already mentioned Belle and Gaston were just kind of hanging out in Red Rose Tavern. Like, these things were not on the characters and, like, times guides. Like, right. these people just showed up. Yep. Um, was there anybody else we saw wandering around? I'm trying uh, to think. I don't remember. Oh, in Carthay's Circle. Now, these characters are actually scheduled to come out for meet and greets, like Donald, Daisy, Minnie, Goofy, and Mickey. But... They meet in a different place almost every time, but it is somewhere right in Carthay's circle. They kind of do like a rotation almost. Well, the thing that's nice about it is people don't stand there and line up waiting for them to come out because they know where they're going to be. You kind of have to wait until you see them come out and watch where they walk to, and then you can get in the line. Yeah. So it's really nice, unlike here, where like you know that character is going to be meeting there at a certain time, so then this line forms like 30 minutes before the character even comes out. And then it's like, oh, well, I can't even, like, hurry up and meet this character real quick. Where in Disneyland, you don't exactly know where that character is going to be standing until they come out. And I didn't even notice this. And this would be Oh, Peter Pan was free roaming, too. Remember, yeah. we saw him run past us. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't notice this, but this would be interesting to know, is if the characters in Disneyland, specifically the Fab Five, which are wearing, not really wearing costumes. I don't know if I should say that or not. Anyways, what I mean is that they're not face characters. If they stand outside longer to do meet and greets than what they do in Disney World just because of the heat and humidity uh, that a lot of the characters face here. Um, yeah, they were doing like, what, 30-minute meet and greets? Maybe something Car- like Carthay that. Circle? But I mean, like, it was, I mean, exactly like what Taylor said, which was really nice, was that there was never a super long line. Mm-hmm. Now, they did do it in a, uh, the times were kind of, like, set up to be in a circuit. So, like, if you met Donald... You know, shortly thereafter, Mickey would come out and do his little meet and greet. And then shortly yeah. thereafter, Minnie would come out. And then shortly thereafter, Goofy would come out. And it was kind of like a circuit. So you could kind of just go around in like a circle almost, yeah. uh, which was really nice. But um, but we didn't really realize how some of those characters, could not them for this specifically, want. but yeah, could just free roam and walk about. You don't really see that here in Walt Disney World at all. They're... If they are walking, they are walking to a specific destination to mm-hmm. do meet and greets. And they're not just yeah. walking around to hang out. Uh-huh. And this isn't, I mean, this is kind of like photos as well. Um, but characters at the um, character meals, Minnie's breakfast at the plaza and at the PCH grill. Those characters were literally doing whatever they felt like. Now, I mean, there weren't a lot of people in PCH Girl, but, like, Stitch walked up and punched Donald in the stomach and ran away. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was um, it was something that we have never seen happen before, no. I think. It was, they it, were literally just and I don't know. Around. I don't know if that's just because it just wasn't busy in there at all, and it's just like they can just do whatever they want. But it was, it was really weird. Um, it was hilarious. I mean, though. it was a great interaction with guests, yeah. but, like, I think... Minnie came over one time and was like, you should just pour that hot sauce into that your was drink Daisy. and drink. Or Daisy. Whoever. I mean, yeah. but it, it, it was just, it was really strange mm-hmm. uh, and, then, and different. Yeah. At Minnie's breakfast, like Chip and Dale, they were like, I mean, Chip and Dale always like bicker back and forth, but like they were like fighting and then like oh, yeah. they'd walk outside and like peek in through the window and like yeah. Captain Hook peeked in through the window at us and then they'd come inside like. 
it was it was different. It was cool though. It was yeah, cool. I so. really enjoyed that. But definitely a lot of great photo spots and I'm sure I didn't mention half of them because I know there's like the whole like little monsters ink section back there with the monsters ride which would be cool for photos as well. And now they have the whole Marvel Marvel Land is coming. Oh man, yeah. Avengers Campus. Which, I mean, when we were there, Galaxy's Edge wasn't even opened up yet. It so. was not. Galaxy's Edge you know, is now open. Another thing so. to, to think about. So, Well, uh, I think we're going to pretty much wrap this podcast up, and we're going to finish with kind of saying what our favorite things about our first visit to Disneyland were. And uh, since Taylor's name is first, she's going to go first. Oh, no. I wanted you to go first. I just wrote those on there. Um, okay. So a few of my favorite... Oh my gosh, I almost just had a panic attack because I saw Josh's foot come up from the other side of the table and I thought it was a hand. Oh my gosh, please do not do that. That's scary. There it is. Oh my gosh, no. If you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far. You definitely saw the foot. You may have just seen my toes creep up in the bottom of the frame. Keep them away. Keep them away. If you're listening, just imagine a foot rising up in in your peripheral views. Oh my gosh. No, it's scary. Anyways, me. Um, your favorite things about or favorite things yeah. about your first visit. So, probably my favorite ride, and people will probably think it's like cliche, but I really don't care. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers was my favorite ride, definitely. I loved it, um, but I also just loved the feel of being in Disneyland and knowing that like that is Walt's park. Yeah, that was cool. Like his that was his actual park. Like he created those things. Mm-hmm. So that was really awesome. Um and then probably my favorite meals were Carthay Circle and Napa Rose. I just loved the overall theme of Carthay Circle with the whole like um Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and all the artwork that was in there and all the old pictures and the ceiling that was kind of painted like the forest from Snow White. Yeah. Um, and then I will never forget the little like bread rolls that we got that were like filled with the cheese that and they served seven of them in the basket like the oh, Snow the, White and the Seven oh, Dwarfs. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, sure. I thought you were talking so about good. something from from the Food and Wine Festival at first. No. But. Nope. Yep, I always love a good bread bread service. Oh, got the um, chills. Are those my favorite things? Hmm. Uh, well, some of my favorite things I'd have to say. So if we're talking about attractions, um, it's a tough tie between probably like Indiana Jones and maybe Radiator Springs Racers. I really liked the Incredicoaster. That was cool. But, that I mean, it's a, it's a roller coaster. Ooh, smell on the cookies. That was uh, awesome. That was a cool little thing, yeah, mm-hmm. that we didn't know about. But it was a cool little addition. Um, as far as food goes, uh, now that I think about it, I did really like that corn dog. It was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> I think you're just hungry. De- it probably is. But it definitely <laughs> had to be the maple bacon churro that was great if you guys are wondering we did a live stream from disneyland and if you want to go back and watch that or scroll through you can see that where we talk a little bit about it because mm-hmm. um, we didn't do a video about it so uh world of color is awesome i'm hoping that world of color will be the the elements that make up world of color i'm hoping are in some way incorporated to the new uh epcot Harmonious. 
Harmonious. I was about to say Epcot Forever, but that's that's the, the transition show. show. Yeah, that's a temp show. Um, or will will be in some form or fashion incorporated into Harmonious. That's the new nighttime show coming to Epcot starting in January. I could think. you say that Epcot Forever is going to be like the Jungle Book show? <laughs> oh, I definitely could say that. That's I. I would. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about Disneyland. Right. That's what we. Let are me going. not get us um, on a fun a tangent. <laughs> but I think the thing that I enjoyed the most about Disneyland Resort as a whole is just how close everything is together. Being able to just walk right from Disneyland and DCA, and when we needed to take a break, we could easily just walk right into California or Disney's Grand California at Disney's Grand California Resort. I keep wanting to say Disney's Grand, Grand, Disney's Grand California, California Hotel. Adventure. Uh, hotel. No. Um, You're wearing the hat. I am. And I'm wearing You didn't a, change your shirt. A Florida shirt. I just <laughs> realized that. Through. I told him to put on his Disneyland jacket. But it that, I think, was my favorite thing about it. was just being yeah, so close. I agree with that. Not having to stress about having to take time for transportation to mm-hmm. and from this or that yep. place. Um, you know, it, Obviously, we didn't get to see anything else of California other than when we were flying and, and what we could see from the window. But, yeah. you know, when we go back, I would love to go see more of California. But that that was probably my favorite thing about Disneyland was just being able to how intimate and close everything is together. Like everything, the proximity of everything is it just. was great. Yeah. So don't let something being so small kind of scare you or think like, oh, it's No, so if you go in knowing that it's not the size of Walt Disney World you are going to have a great time because we knew yeah and we didn't let that affect our trip and, and it actually made it better and actually when we were in Orlando at MCO we were on a bus heading you know from the parking lot heading to the to the uh car to no to the airport when we parked at the airport and we were on the bus the transfer bus to the terminal oh. um there's a guy he we just were making conversation he said oh you're going to Disneyland we're like yeah he's like you're not going to like it you're not going to yeah. like that it's so small oh we had but, so many people tell us we weren't going to like it cuz it's so small but, but that's what i liked most about it mm-hmm. was that it was so small because yeah. it just made it it wasn't this crazy thing of trying to get from one place to another yeah. the whole time yeah. so i think it all just depends on the mentality you have going into it yeah for so. sure and something i forgot to mention that i really enjoyed about our very first visit was our room view of, that was great of dca I love that. that was amazing yep it was a little bit of magic mm-hmm. it was and our bed was really comfortable i slept very good every night mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but i think that's about it i think that's pretty much it if there is uh anything out there that you guys want to let us know or talk about maybe uh, add in your own things about maybe what you didn't know or didn't expect or whatever uh, in subject or in line with Disneyland, you can uh, send us an email to the WDWcouple1 at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment on the YouTube video. Yeah, or you can even leave a comment on Podbean Mm -hmm. uh, where this is kind of being hosted at. And uh, just let us know your thoughts and opinions if you want. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again uh, for joining us this week. Hope you guys have had a fantastic week. Yes, and if you would like to plan a vacation to the Disneyland Resort, you can head over to goldgillgetaways.com and one of our travel agents will help you book your next vacation. Yeah. And that's a weekly breakdown. That's uh, such a weird ending. I never know how to end this thing.